Innovation in food systems isn't just about new technology or ingredients. It's about understanding the social aspects of how we eat. Join us as we explore the role of people in driving food innovation and how understanding their lives can unlock new possibilities in the way we nourish ourselves. Welcome to the Food Forward podcast, where we explore the exciting world of food system innovation in Sydney, Australia. From tackling challenges like access to urban land, soil quality, to emerging small business and community groups promoting social justice through fair and equitable access to healthy food, we'll hear from the people and organisations driving change in the urban food landscape. I'm Dr. Serena Killam, and we'll be discussing the role of social innovation in creating a thriving and sustainable urban food system. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands, skies and waterways on which this podcast is recorded, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and thank them for their millennia of care for country. So welcome back to Food Forward, and this is the last episode in our series of food stories coming from innovators in Sydney. I hope you've enjoyed the stories from the grassroots innovators who are changing the Sydney food system. Many of the stories in this series were gathered during a one-day workshop that we held in Sydney that invited food innovators to come together. In the workshop, the Sydney food innovators were asked to share their stories about food innovation. We encouraged them to discuss the enablers, the things that had worked, what contributed to the success of their food innovation, and also to discuss the challenges, the obstacles, and things that they thought needed changing within the Sydney food system. As a result of the workshop, we as researchers developed what we call the food scan tool. And this is a way for food innovators to share their stories as well as map out on paper What is it that makes food innovation possible within a particular urban area? The food scan tool is free for anybody to download and use. You can go to the website and access the online resource or you can download it as a PDF. I really encourage you to go and have a look. Do you have a food innovation story? Perhaps you are a food innovator yourself and would like to use our food scan tool to map your journey. As a researcher, I've been reflecting on the food innovation stories that I've heard over the past 12 months, and the biggest take-home message for me has been that people want opportunities to share and connect with other people doing amazing, innovative stuff, and to be able to tell their food innovation story. To celebrate the end of this series, we're going to hear a medley of voices and reflections from the food innovators themselves. They're talking about the process of using the food scan tool sharing their stories and connecting with other innovators. I hope that you enjoy these stories as much as we have. And I hope that you have a story that you can go and share with others. So we have a chaotic jumble (laughs) of things, which in total involves like reorganization of our entire government and food system. (laughs) Yeah. We have a lot of things in the education department, recognition of cultural and generational education, cooking and food system education in schools, 
human-centered community education, vocational entry-level training in communities, cultural capital and economic opportunity for producers, more focus on deliciousness at all levels of food education, education in First Nations food systems, diverse education, education practitioners and students as well. This one was quite fun. We talked about the destruction of monopolization in food distribution, greener city planning, policy reflecting food as a right, and policy and funding support for all of this educational change we talked about. And then we had, this is kind of more of a vague one, improvement of health outcomes, more policy change to encourage better diets to improve health outcomes. One of the things we talked about there was doing that through the medical system and in medical degrees, you'd have some nutritional training as well. And we were like, well, whose responsibility is that? That was kind of a confusing one. Does that come through government policy? Does that come through leadership in the private sector? Does it come through the medical systems, social enterprise? We need most and that we seem not to have, which is continuous funding. So we're not, you don't have to keep on using that effort and energy to go back to the pot. Continuous tenure so that you don't keep on losing the space that you've put all that energy into and continuous people so that we have we continue to have some people who are paid and central and that their time and focus is dedicated to this project. There are networks, there's community, et cetera, but that we need that continuity. Then we started thinking also really big in terms of thinking about the ways that we communicate with one another, the languages that we have, and how they actually continue whether it's on the forms and the things we have to check or the things we can't say, how they just reproduce the status quo that we continue to have to think in particular ways that actually are not restorative and not regenerative. Like even the term innovation, right, where it, what it triggers in our mind is often business opportunity, right? So stretching our language, expanding our language so that we can think more expansively, and that would also be reflected in policy. But maybe this is our start. This is, that's, yeah. the, that's the first step, I think, connecting. Connecting, and I think what really missing, what we've been talking a, a lot about, is that there's so many nice things happening, but they're all separated. There's not like a mapping on all that, what you guys are trying to do. Like, there's like as much, for example, sometimes I, I can have an issue, and people in another suburb has the same issue, has passed through the same thing. How can you connect and maybe help me to jump some steps? And I think, yeah, what really missing is it is the communication, communication to know what is going on and like a place to have all this organized because it's happening, lots of things, but they're not connected. Because working across New South Wales, I come across and network and interconnect so many of these different areas. I've just constantly seen duplication and people having the same barriers all across New South Wales, whether they be social enterprise or just communities with challenges and stuff. We talked about it before, the Right to Food Coalition. That's a really a diverse network of food interested practitioners and academics and stuff that share knowledge much like this and it's national-ish, you know, and so it's kind of a free thing that you can have days like this where everyone's getting together and, and, and taking these first few steps to make this change or pushing the agenda forward. Our group covered a lot of the same issues as the other groups. We've been talking just now about communicating to different audiences and the way that we frame things, you know, that perhaps sustainability is not the right way to frame 
our initiatives sometimes and searching for the right language. We talked about the idea of being opportunistic and integrating food into other policies or grants and related to that idea, taking these sorts of ideas and initiatives to where people are. So for example, if there's a music festival on, talking to people at the music festival about food waste or composting. We talked about money being a really important kind of enabler of action, of innovation, and particularly the need for long-term unrestricted funding. And I think something we struggled with was identifying where that funding would come from. That was certainly an issue. We also talked about the idea of creating a more resilient food system and trying to localise supply chains as well. And as part of that, we saw a need for policy frameworks that promote equity and inclusion and reach people in other areas of Sydney. We also talked quite a lot about the need for education and not just education in school, but forms of education that's accessible to people that focuses on environmental sustainability and food growing. And we also talked about reaching policymakers. And I think that's, as some of the other groups have mentioned, that's one where we thought that was important, but we weren't quite sure exactly how to do that. So I guess that links to the idea of kind of growing awareness of food systems and, and how important they are and links to the need for advocacy, not just targeting policymakers, but targeting the community as well. I think the thing that we struggled with was saying, okay, this is the change that we need, but what's the pathway for getting there? What would be the specific steps in the process? So I think the money one is a good example, like we want more money, <laughs> but where is it coming from? Everybody here today has found their own individual ways around these different projects and trying to build a case for doing other projects. How do we make the jump from that to kind of a recognition that there's lots of problems with the food system? Why do we need food systems innovation, not just project by project, but why do we need it more in a more overarching way? How can we be clear about what we see as the failures of the system at the moment and how the innovations might be going to address those things? And everyone's going to have a very different idea of food innovation for some people who are low income, food innovation for them is I just want cheap food, like something I can actually afford and I'm not skipping meals. And for other people, it'll be about sustainability and making sure the whole food supply is organic. What's the end goal? You know, is it about achieving food equity and food justice? Or is it about businesses and technology and that sort of thing? And that's a wrap. I hope you have enjoyed these food innovation stories. These stories came out of a research project that was a collaboration between Charles Sturt University, the City of Sydney, and the Australian Sociological Association. If you'd like to stay in contact, the best way to do that is via our website. It's www.sydneyfoodinnovation.org. On our website, you'll find links to the Food Innovator Stories the Food Scan Toolkit, as well as some more nerdy stuff about the research. I'm Dr. Serena Killam. It has been a real pleasure and privilege being your host for this podcast series. A very special thank you to all the food innovators who shared their stories. I'm not going to read through the list of names here, but you know who you are. This podcast was supported by researchers from Charles Sturt University with a small grant from the City of Sydney. 
remember to subscribe. And if you would like to learn more about our research into social innovation in food systems, or use some of our free resources in your own local government area to explore food innovation stories, please visit our website available in the show notes.